Hi Trail Show, just checking in with a pre-show disclaimer. Our Trail of the Month is Mount Damavand in Iran. We record this episode in early September, before the tragic murder of Masa Amini, a Kurdish-Iranian woman who was killed while in custody of Iran's so-called morality police for the crime of improperly wearing her hijab in public. Her death has sparked protests across Iran and the world, and inside Iran, the protests are being met with increasing violence. So while you listen to us talk on this show about the beauty of Iran's mountains and people, know that our hearts go out to Masa Amini's family and all the Iranians struggling and risking their lives for basic human rights. We encourage everyone to take a moment and think about what you can do in your daily lives to make the world a safer and better place for all, to give voice to the voiceless and strength to those who need it. Thank you for listening, and let's start the show. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton Studio in various historic Colorado and South Carolina beer districts, this is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest-running monthly hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded over a million times all over the globe. We are on air and everywhere and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. It's September. Do you remember 21st night, November? Love is changing your mind, of pretender. And I'm chasing the clouds away. Our hearts were ringing. We've got two very special guests for tonight's Trail of the Month. One of those guests is a co-host, and one is not. Before Triple O introduces <laughs> our guest that is not a co-host, P.U.D., can you tell us what's on the menu tonight? Tonight is a diet menu since we just recently had a trail show feast. We're going to slim it down tonight. We've got some minimal uh, hotline calls and few little news stories, but we may just finally have time for two Ask a Hiker questions. Wow. We'll see. We'll see if, if Delo's still with us at the end of the show. Very good. Well, let's get right into our beer of the month with Mike DiLorenzo. Delo, take it away. Delo, are you drinking wine? Is that what I see on the bottom right corner of your screen oh sorry were you guys talking to me i think i fell asleep all right is this is a trail are we doing a trail show dealer are you drinking wine am I on during beer of the month dude why am i sleeping on a zoom call what come is, on man what are you guys doing to me get your head out of your ass we're doing the show i have the same beer of the month that i had last month I've been saving it for tonight. another florida man uh, uh, i think i got three florida man <laughs> that's all you drink I uh, just no, that's not actually true. I haven't had a Florida man since the last 
trail show. That's why I'm talking to my southern drawl tonight, because I'm about to crack open a Florida man. Florida man is a hearty beer. And I'll read to you from the back of the can real quick, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Unpredictable variety. In case you hadn't heard it from last <laughs> I don't think yeah. I read this last month, children. Oh, I think Unpre- you did. Maybe I did, but I'll do it again. Unless We've you covered mean. the Appalachian Trail once on this show in Florida Man Beer. This like has nothing times. that this has <laughs> yeah, it's probably the most mentioned and consumed beer <laughs> probably in the podcast history. And it's not really all that great. But anyways, <laughs> unpredictable varieties of hops used in nearly criminal volumes to combine and create a double bold citrusy IPA ale brewed to pay tribute to the world's worst worst. Worst, worst superhero, and that would be Florida Man himself. I've got Allegheny River Fog Hazy Pennsylvania IPA. Whoa, um, Pennsylvania Frogs. Trails to Ales Brewery, which is located in Franklin, PA, thanks to Lemuel. That's right. uh, It comes in at a a quaffable 5.8% ABV. It's quite delicious. It's quite smooth. It's sessionable, almost. Not quite, but almost. All right. Well, I am not drinking any beer just yet. I'm still um, off the alcohol train, but I would like to talk about the beer that Tarlin is drinking. I looked it up, mm. and it is from you mean Moosh? Finch. Mooch. Moosh. Moosh. It- Moosh, come on, P.O.D., get it right. It is from Oozlefinch Brewing, which is in Virginia. And they have some really interesting, not only just interesting, it's in, from Fort Monroe, Virginia. Not just interesting beers. They have very did, interesting did artwork. Did you say Fart Monroe? I did, Fart Monroe. Really? Um, very Fart interesting Monroe. artwork and very okay. interesting uh, themes. A lot of sours and fruits, but um, they have an anti-masker crazy pants. Uh, a lot of German stuff here. <laughs> Berlin of Isa. Anti-masker Br- crazy. Ritzitzky, <laughs> Schwarzbier. Yeah, the anti-masker. They also have a do a weep up. <laughs> Make them dance. Use guys, key lime pie. Yeah, anyway. You know, I had to look up Fort Looks pretty Monroe. cool. I, I was actually born did in Virginia. Did you say Fart, Fart Monroe? I did yes. not. I was oh. born in Virginia and have lived significant parts of my life in various cities of Virginia and have never heard of Fort Monroe. Turns out it's just north of Norfolk, Virginia, right on the edge of. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? That's right. That's how you say it. Fort Monroe. It's right Newport next News, to- <laughs> right near Newport News. All Turns right. out Fort most Monroe of Fort Monroe is, is actually a okay. national monument, wow. but apparently they have a brewery. Mm. Nice. They have one called the Silly Wabbit, and it's a sour ale with raspberry floss. It says sugar, trick cereal, marshmallow, and oh, vanilla. Gross. Oh no! Wow. What do you do? You put the trick cereal in your malt mix? I don't know. Like, what is, what's oh. going on? That just sounds awful. Yeah, they've got Bleach some interesting artificial what are you colors into your beer. <laughs> I decided to go local with a South Carolina beer from Seminar Brewing in Florence, South Carolina, called the Swamp Siren. Hmm. It's a salted lime gose, four point five ABV. 
You'll be transformed after your encounter with this delicious gose flavored with salt and lime, just enough to make your taste buds pucker. Be careful or you might find yourself in the clutches of a siren song that there is no going back from. I believe the beer people call it a goza. Did you have to buy yeah, six of probably... those? <laughs> no, I just bought one. I like that oh, artwork. Good man. for you. Good for you. It's like Zuntai. six of those. You just be like, why am I drinking six of these gozes at 4.5? Gozes. I think they're called gozes. The gozes, man. How many gozes do I have to drink at 4.5 ABV? This is ridiculous. Triple O, can you introduce our guest tonight? We've already mentioned your name. Our guest is Dr. Charlin Chahardavali, who goes by the trail name of Moosh. Woohoo! And she's also foolish enough to have married me. So mm. <laughs> three times, <laughs> three yeah. times so far. <laughs> once yeah. on a mountain in Colorado, once in Tallahassee, Florida, and once in Tehran, Iran. Moosh, we're glad to have you on the show. Yeah, tonight. thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Even though my husband mispronounced my name, but I know that's <laughs> his life. But. <laughs> oh boy POD, yeah. do we have any news that yes. you wanted to cover tonight yes we did have some news that i wanted to cover tonight ladies and gentlemen tonight we have trail news here it is first news item huge celebration her Odyssey, Fidget Neon, have made it to Duke. 20,000 miles of human-powered slow travel to traverse the length of North, Central, and South America. Amazing. I mean, talk about stick-to-itiveness. Like, when multiple seasons, multiple setbacks. You know, I don't know, because they, they had already done all of South America by the time COVID hit. And they had already done the CDT. Yeah, I don't know. They they probably started in. You're just speculating, PUD. We I am hard numbers. I'm going to guess they started in 2017. Wrong. Okay. You um, know? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I'm not sure, but huge congratulations wrong. to them. I think what's really special about their trip is the way that they did it, the way that they interacted with all the the myriad of different peoples that they came in contact with and, and kind of brought that back to those of us who are following them, you know, kind of process that information and, and helped us to think about our place in the world and our place as travelers in other people's places. So I, it, what an incredible journey. Can't wait to talk to them once they're back stateside. Um, okay, so congratulations to those two. Love you guys. Can't wait to see you. Item number two, the northern terminus of the PCT is closed. So everybody's hike is in Vala this year. Oh, brutal. Oh, yep. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, we have some friends there and I don't remember where the closure is, but it's pretty close to the border. It's like near Hearts Pass, I think. Anyway, well, if you can't finish the trail, you got to right. start again from the beginning next year. That's you can't right. Just pick no. up where you left off right d-lo no nope. the rules 
doesn't count, man. Got to start. You may ever. never make it. You never make it because the same thing's gonna happen next year. <laughs> it's, it's from fire, this year we were lucky because it rained a bunch and it was cool, and then it got real hot at the end of the summer. Next year, mm-hmm. your luck will run out, and the whole West will be on fire all summer long. And good luck hiking the PCT. You yeah, know, I think uh, CDT hikers have had a pretty good run. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the Northbounders had a very oh, unfortunate set, run. Yeah, oh, that's right. The yes. in New Mexico early in the mm-hmm. year, yeah. but they can—they're more than welcome to go back to New Mexico right now and hang out. True. So, and Great all, time to be there. That all counts. You just have yeah. to connect every single footstep. That's every right. One. Every single footstep. Yeah. If you leave the trail and don't resume the trail exactly where your last foot left the trail <laughs> disco what happens the hike's invalid totally invalid that's correct it's like yeah. you didn't even walk for four months if you yeah. missed that one step it's, yeah. it's like it never happened dude it's like you got earl schaefer calling you up on your cell phone and he just you answer you say hello and he just goes you're fraud Yep, he calls you a fraud. <laughs> just hangs up, man. Just you're a fraud. Click. That's right. Done. Done. And our third item, our third news item of the of the evening is Apple is announcing that they have designed an app and the infrastructure for a new app that is going to make the iPhone like a PLB, a personal locator beacon. So the idea is that the the iPhone will have the same function that a spot device or an inReach would have in the sense that you may use it for an emergency call, even in places where you don't have cell phone service. And the way that it works is there's going to be an app that you have to have installed. And when you click on the app to use the emergency feature, it prompts you to find a satellite. So you kind of hold your your phone like if you were trying to find north or south and you were using a mapping app and it shows you basically kind of which direction in the sky to turn or orient your phone towards where there are moving satellites. And then once it, it has the satellite locked in, then it prompts you with some questions. So it'll say like, um, is there an emergency? And is somebody hurt? And how many people, who needs help? You, someone else, multiple people. Um, what is the emergency? Vehicle issue, sickness, crime, lost, fire. So it gives you a series of questions that you can answer, but you can't actually like call or actually send messages. So it's just like a, a prompted menu that you can access. So Apple had to actually set up an infrastructure around this. And when it comes out, it's only going to be available in, in the U S and in Canada. I don't know. I think it's kind of clunky. I mean, it's not, it might be clunky, but it's actually like a great first step, right? Like yeah. all this stuff is probably pretty easy to implement by Apple. Like they could easily put in something like, okay, when, when you send this message, we'll send it to 10 contacts that you choose. And you're much more likely to have your phone on you. Than That's you true. In reach. Um, I feel bad for emergency services who are going to start to get some yep. really oh my God. I'll, I'll say, I'll, emergency calls. I'm going to, I'm going to comment on that. Cause like, I think that's the, that's the thing that I'm hearing from what POD just said, which is just like, okay, great. Like if you had an inreach or 
a spot device, you had to go out and buy that and spend money every month on your uh, satellite subscriptions so that you could send carry that device with you and use it in the backcountry. You had to go out and make a, make a very concerted effort to use that thing, to have that thing with you such that if something happened, you could rely on that thing to notify people. Whereas everybody's got a cell phone. And now if every cell phone has this kind of help me, I'm in a dire straits oh, situation yeah. and you just happen to be, you know, deep in the woods where you've got no cell phone service, like, are we really going to see a tremendous increase in SOS calls to our local emergency services as a result of this? Um, if so, that's going to kind of stretch them thin because they're going to, everybody's crying wolf, right? Yeah. I mean, there's already, they already get like spot and in reach mm. signals for like people that like, I ran out of water or, you know, some, some kind of, non-emergency emergencies hard. yeah exactly so they're already uh, getting those things yeah my my guess is that the crowd of folks that only uses mapping apps to navigate long trails with no backup paper maps of any kind is going to absolutely wholeheartedly embrace the idea that you can have a like a PLB app on your phone and not need a separate actual PLB. Mm -hmm. And I will not be one of those people, <laughs> but I also <laughs> don't use iPhones. I just, uh, I have a mental block with being able to buy a MacBook air for cheaper than the phone that Apple sells. So I don't do it, but that's, yeah. that's just, you know, grouchy old me not embracing the cool technology I mean, this, this definitely feels like the um the the pocket mail version that like we'll look back on in like five to ten years and be like we're just making phone calls wherever you want no problem and it's just part of like your at&t service yeah satellite connections yeah that's that's what's coming because with the with the starlink internet that yeah that two of two of the five of us are using tonight like it's just a matter of time before Anywhere that you are on Earth has satellite connectivity to, you know, 5G, 6G signals, whatever. And you can just yep. make a phone call. <clears throat> In which case, all of this is a moot point because like, hey, True. you make the phone call. It's like, hey, I'm out of water. And they're like, F you. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, I've been eaten by a bear. And they're like, we're coming to get you. Right. So it's, you know, when that happens, you know. It's yeah. just like just like nine one one is now, right? Like it's like you call nine one one. You're True. Like, you know, but but the thing is, his finger in the refrigerator, and they're like, okay, thanks, goodbye. Click. All this depends on a working cell phone. Like, yeah. If oh, yeah. you just crossed a river and you deep sixed your phone and it's mm -hmm. waterlogged and it won't turn on, you got none of this. But, like but if your battery's you, dead, you got like, none of this. But don't you take that risk when you like step out into the world? Like you're like, I can't rely on my cell phone for everything, man. I might like have to go out there and well, survive by the, the hair of my chinny chin chin. Yeah. I mean, I take you know? that risk. I, mean, I don't make right. the assumption that yeah. it's always going to work. I think a lot yeah. of people go out on trails with just that one thing and they're like, it has to work. It's always going to work. It, it's never not going to work. And you might have to crawl out. Yeah, five miles using your fingers on one hand. 
Because <laughs> nothing think, else works, man. And you're just dragging oh, yourself man. over rocks by your fingers. I, I think scraping your head across the ground, dragging your feet, man. And you're not even on a trail. You're because you were bushwhacking. You're off trail, man. And you're just but thanks dragging to yourself. satellite technology, yeah. you can put it all on TikTok. Yep. I think yep. to Disco's point though, what he's saying is that yeah, there's like you always take that chance when you go out there, but if you are relying on your phone to be your PLB, there's an, a, a little heightened inherent risk because Big my time. inReach, I'm not using my inReach to take pictures and like oh, do I totally mapping do. You don't stuff. do that? You don't, you don't do Instagramming from my inReach? <laughs> <laughs> I only do TikTok from my inReach. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just save the videos and upload them later type of thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. I didn't know you could do that. Anyway, it's a new app that's coming out. All the cool kids with iPhones, which I think is three of the five of us. You all can tell us how, how it works out. Yep. Let us know. I'll just say all of my coworkers are very excited about this. Are they? Oh, yeah. They all are. Mm, They're like, oh, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time before Apple released this or somebody released this. Or, but Oh, man. We, we, we didn't get into the, the, the weeds like we did tonight at work. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's all I got for news. Sweet. Let's take a quick break and come back with our trail of the month. Hi, this is Tomato, and I never listen to The Trail Show. All right, folks, The Trail Show is back. We've got our Trail of the Month going halfway across the planet to Iran to talk about a recent hike up Mount Damavan. So, Triple O and Moosh, I don't know how you all want to tackle this, but tell us all about hiking Mount Damavan. I'm going to turn it over to the local who climbed it as a young kid. So. Oh, Moose, you've been up twice now? Um, well, the second time I was just there to support Triple O. So um, okay. I didn't go all the way up, no. But I did hike it when I was um, <clears throat> 13, 14. But my dad, because uh, my parents were hikers and um they used to hike damovan and other mountains all the time and i really wanted to hike it with them but they kept telling me i'm too young to go to that high of an altitude hmm. and then at 13 i was um able to really convince my dad to take me so and how tall is it so Damovan is um, often referred to as the roof of Iran. It is the highest um, peak in Iran. And I mean, probably people will not be impressed by that statement because unfortunately, most people in the U.S. or a great number of people in the U.S. think Iran or the entire Middle East is a desert. So they'd be like, oh, so there's some hill <laughs> that they're talking about. But um, it's... Um, 
5,600 um, meters, which would bring it up to 18,403 um, wow. feet. It is um, the highest peak in Iran and also in Western Asia. And it's um, a potentially active volcano. Um, it's the highest volcano in Asia and the second highest volcano in the Northern Hemisphere and the third highest volcano in the Eastern Hemisphere after Jeez. Mount Kilimanjaro um, and uh, Mount Albras, I think. So how long is the hike up to the top? Well, as long as you want to make it be. <laughs> There's like records of people doing it in a couple hours. And I think that the longest record is 14 days. Usually oh people, um, if you're um, adjusted to the altitude, you can do it in, in two days. Um, but if you are not, I, I think you need like three, four days, uh, mainly um, to get adjusted with the altitude halfway um, up. So it's not so much the length that's, uh, that's long, but it's the altitude that troubles people the most. Okay. And yeah. so you all just went up it, right? So how long did you all take to do it? We left um, like 6 a.m. from Tehran. So Damovan is actually pretty close to Tehran, which uh, hmm. makes it kind of cool, the capital city. Um, you can get to the bottom of it, depending on whichever route you're taking, um, in like two hours, an hour and a half. Oh, so we left at like 6am, I think on a Friday. And then we were back. Um, well, I want to say Saturday night, but we had an unfortunate <laughs> situation with some friends that triple O made up. <laughs> in the near the peak but uh we uh -oh. made it back home on sunday at like 4 a.m but wow we, so we were well yeah. like 48 hours yeah yeah but that's definitely not a recommendation to do okay i well, think three days is probably a better tell um, me this what elevation is tehran at i'm not sure i i, I would say 2000 or 3000 i can quickly look it up and it's give, high. Give it to us in feet because the thing, uh, nobody knows what meters is here in yeah, the United States. Yeah, you got freedom units. Yeah, freedom That's units, right. please. Um, okay. The thing that makes this, like, if you look at the trail, like the one we did is is one of the longer and harder routes. Okay. But it's like on Gaia GPS or something, it's about four and a, four and a half miles from where you start to the top. But you gain 8,700 feet in that four and a half miles. <gasps> So it's, like, it's like a ladder basically <laughs> dude what that was is that a ladder That's what was ladder. that like was that like it's was like it a ladder it's is very it, rough is it dirt it's like it dirt rock? and rocks is it stairs there's a bit of snow on this route because it's on the northern side oh, well, does the route have a name Crampons. yeah so they're well, let me first answer your previous okay. question about the altitude of Tehran. It's 3,937 feet. Oh, my God. That's a 15,000 foot elevation difference between. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. 
No, this, I mean, when you look at this mountain, it's surrounded by little mountains, but wow. it looks like it's all alone because it's so much higher than everything around it. You probably well, can't say anything because you can't breathe. No. Like, hey, I'm like hanging out in Tehran yeah. at 4,000 feet. And now I'm going up to like 18,000 feet. And you're like, did you have a headache or like, were there dehydration? Like, were there issues related to gaining that much elevation in that short of time? I had all the above. Okay. <laughs> was there nausea also? Did um, you feel sick? No, no, no. I so when I hiked it um, as a teenager, I did not have any of those issues. Um, wow. So I always felt pretty confident that I'm uh, invincible when it comes to altitude, <laughs> and, and I still might be. I don't know because um, I was pretty. Um, I was not in my best shape um, when we started the hike. I. I had like sleeping um, deprivation um, mm. due to hanging out with family members. And uh, we can talk about um, eating um, hours in Iran where uh, breakfast is uh, served at 11 a.m. and lunch starts at like five to seven. And then dinner early would be around midnight. But anyways. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, like I pain, but worse. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was, um, I did have headache and um, yeah. and, and nausea. Yeah. Triple O, what about you, man? How'd you feel going up there? I felt pretty, pretty roughed up, especially on the the second day. Like Ooh. we climbed up to the eighteen thousand something feet. So you basically think about like your your first camp is at the top of. Um, you know, Colorado's 14ers. Wow. And then you still got another 4,000 feet oh, to man. go. Um, so that climb to the top from there was, it was just really slow. I mean, it's just, you just feel so weak, even though, yeah. you know, you, it's just like, you just can't get your breath. You take 10 steps and then you're like resting and then you take another step and you're like, wow. <laughs> um, I was lucky enough to not get too, I got a little bit of a headache near the top, but mm. uh, I knew that I was coming back down quickly. So 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 like last month we talked about peru and they have mate de coca to help mm -hmm. you know that's the local yeah. drink to help people with altitude and energy is there anything in iran that that you all drank or ate to help you with this climb that's like local to iran people really believe in lime but i don't think it does mm. much to lime. be honest <laughs> yeah no just just some lime juice yeah just like take lime with you and squeeze it in your water um and there was there was some like peel that we heard some people talking about that helps you with altitude but diamox we we didn't take it i don't know i don't even remember oh, its name okay. um they also uh i've noticed that the iranians also have many like encouraging sayings that they tell each other on the mountain but mm. I'll let Tarlin uh, elaborate more on that because she knows what people are saying more than I did. <laughs> yeah, there's like a, you know, culture around um, hikers uh, seeing each other, especially in tough mountains like Damovan. They just tell you, mashallah, which means um, pow power from God to you uh, or oh, like... Cool. Don't be tired, um, which is a phrase that's supposed to, um, you know, em emphasis encouragement and again strength. Um, mm. They they use a very um, polite way of saying 
salam, which means hello. Um, it's like very poetic, but I have not heard it for years, but heard it a lot in a mountain that you just mm. pass, um, pass you and they tell you hello, but in, in that very poetic way. And, um, and a couple passed us and I think they heard me translating what they said, um, just a hello or power to you um, for triple. And they realized that he's not Iranian and mm. um, they asked us to pause and they said, tell him we're wishing him a wonderful ascend and wow and i think he he can speak to that but um because um there's not um, a lot of tourists who go to iran and i think there's uh, sure. a lot of negative perception about traveling to the middle east to iran iranians get extremely excited when they see foreigners especially americans uh, if they find out you're American, they get super excited. They they treat you like a celebrity. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, um, it, it's easy, right? You just get on a Lufthansa plane. You fly to Germany. From Germany, you fly to Turkey. From Turkey, you fly to Tehran. No problem, no, from, right? From With a Lufthansa flight that um, I think Frankfurt is their hub, you can fly okay. directly to Tehran. Oh, no uh, kidding. Yeah. From Germany. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, they have direct flights. Wow, so you don't have to go through Turkey. Interesting. Mm -mm. But you probably need a visa if you're an American or triple O. What do you, I mean, either one of you, like, what do you need if you wanted to go hike Mount Damavan? What What do you need as an American to, to go? As an American, you definitely need a visa. Okay. Um, and if you're going on a tourist visa, they might assign you a tour guide that will be with you at all times. That's Ooh. only for Americans and maybe British citizens as well. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but if you're going as an American with family members, that's a different scenario. So if you're married to an Iranian person, then you don't need a tourist visa. So you're not going to need a guide with you. Okay. Um, the, that family member basically acts as your guide. And for most European citizens, they can get a visa right at the airport. Oh, they wow. don't even wow. need to apply for it. Um, they can do electronic visas or they can, depending on which country you're from, obviously, there's not a holistic rule, rule for every European country, but mm. most European countries, you can get it at the airport. And, and what about the hike itself? Do you need a permit to go up Damavan? Not as far as I know. I never heard okay. about that. And um, cool. Triple O found on some website that apparently foreigners need a permit for $50. But um, I never heard of it. We hmm. didn't have it. Nobody checked it. No, no. <laughs> now, what about what about the longer routes? Like what's like, for example, what would be the longest route you could take? And why is it longer? So. The longest route is the route we took. Oh, okay. And so there are there are sixteen routes um, that go up Damavand. Um, some are quite dangerous and require some ice climbing. And again, ah. that varies on the season you're going. Mm -hmm. um, usually, people climb it in the summer, but there have been hikers, and there are hikers who go in the winter. That would be like, you know, more people who really know what they're doing and have good equipment. 
the south route is the most popular route. It is the closest to Tehran. Um, and so there is a village called Reine. You, you need to get there uh, by car. And then from there you hike and there is a camp halfway at the 13,850 um, feet. Um, so you can spend a night or a couple of nights there to get adjusted with the altitude. Um, and a lot of people use the south route to descend if they do not use it to hike up. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then there's the northeast that we went, which is the longest route um, and has a shelter at the 14,100 feet. Um, the most difficult route is the north route. Mm -hmm. that where you need a lot of um mountaineering and dealing with ice mm -hmm. um and that one also has two shelters and i heard the west route is has really beautiful sun uh sunsets okay so did you all spend the night up there at the peak or at the or camp at the camp yeah we did at the fourteen thousand. okay uh, camp it's called which is um it's Feridun was a Iranian king, right? Oh. Mm -hmm. Tach means uh, throne. Oh, okay. Oh, throne. Mm -hmm. Like, just to give you a little more background, like this mountain is like very, very important in Iranian culture and history mm. and Persian mythology. Mythology, like there's a there's a bird that supposedly lives on it called the Samurg, that is like kind of like a phoenix. Um, Ooh. like there's kings that were supposedly born there or you know evil villains that have been imprisoned there like from like there's like some legendary evil king who had snakes on his shoulders that i think is supposedly imprisoned in a cave somewhere on this mountain i mean it's yeah. all legends but like it's a super important mountain because it just dominates the whole landscape and so you know right. that the cultures there are constantly thought of it as like you know this is like a sacred kind of place sure and to this day like if you talk to iranians about it they all really appreciate this mountain and it's like a very much a not a pilgrimage but like in that sense like every like a lot of people who are outdoorsy in iran want to climb this mountain it's like mm -hmm. the thing to do mm. at some point in your life you should climb damavan so Were there a lot of people on the mountain when you all went up when I hiked it, um, now that's how many years ago? You do the math out of order. Um, 17. Yeah. There were not many people. There were very few people. But now there's a lot of people. Wow. And um, it, actually, there's a lot of death that happened mm -hmm. uh, because of the high number of people that hike it. Um, hmm. We looked up some numbers. We don't know how accurate they they are, but um, two point the average number of death is two point um, eight death a year. So okay. um, um, we That's actually talked much. about this uh, with uh, not our guide, but um, we we hired a, a local um, driver to to drive us um, for for the shuttle. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me um, that most of the death happened uh, because people get altitude sick and their brain mm -hmm. stops functioning yeah. the way it should. So it's not that uh, and they get lost or they fall into a glacier. So it's, mm -hmm. that shouldn't happen if you're conscious. Uh, but if you mm. are altitude sick and uh, struggling and struggling with oxygen, then uh, mm -hmm. that can easily happen. Hey. Um, 
Yeah, they they were death as as early as like two weeks. I know that uh, that a couple people died just like late August. What oh, is wow. that shelter like up up where you guys stayed? And did you like hike up, stay, summit, come back, stay, and then hike out, or did you stay, summit, and then hike all the way out? So the shelter is like a maybe one or two room like kind of brick and wood building. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't stay in there. We just brought a tent and put the tent out. Did other people nearby. stay in there? Yeah, some people okay. did. Um, mm. But, you know, it's like an AT shelter when yeah. it's all crowded. Okay. Just right. <laughs> if you yeah. want to sleep, right. you don't stay in there. Got shelter. it. Yeah. Right. Um, so what we did is we hiked up, camped, and then the next day to the summit, and then we all the way out that yeah. day. Um, wow. I think that's a very, very long day, and it's a lot of pounding yeah. on your knees. Yeah. So, Again, I think you're better off. Like, if I if I was doing a quick itinerary, I would drive the night before to like one of the villages that are very high up on the slopes mm-hmm. and sleep that night, so you get some acclimation. You know, rather than being at the four thousand foot level, you can get it to like the ten thousand foot level, and then yeah, hike up to the same level we were at camp. The next day, summit and come back to camp, and then hike mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be the a better quick itinerary is there um, water is there water running on the mountain or did you have to melt snow or rely on villages for water how did that work there is some water like uh at the shelter there is some snow melt coming off of a glacier that you can easily get water from um down at where you start the trail there's like a, sh- a sheep herders camp that they have a water source and and like it's really, I mean, the like Damavan is like there's still like lots of things happening. Like there's sheep herds and stuff. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of people still work there and like very nice people. Like they met us. Like we were asking for water and they invited us for tea, and we had tea. Like the hospitality of Iranians is like amazing. Like they're super super nice. Um, you know, it's it really does go to show you that like you get like this kind of warped sense of 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 a place from the media in the u.s and then when you go there you realize that like a person to person level it's like just incredibly nice kind people wow Um, but yeah so there is water i think i would we didn't treat it but i think i would maybe treat it next time we didn't have any problems but i think it's worth treating just because there is especially at that altitude if you get sick man yeah although if it's got to incubate so even if it were bad probably not going to get sick for a couple more days so you're probably good yeah (laughs) the water comes out of pipes so it's not like Hmm. spring spring water would you would you still treat a water that it comes out of the mountain but a pipe or it depends i would not (laughs) i would i mean i don't know it depends like yeah you know there's water that comes off of glacial melt or not glacial melt but snowfield melt on the 14ers and then you get up there to where the snow is and you see someone taking a big dump right on top of the snow and it's like yeah yeah there's always the human factor it it just depends on where that snow where the water if it's coming out of the glaciers like hopefully even if there's human traffic where the water is coming from like in the snow hopefully that's deep enough that it's you know it's not that much of an issue there are also commercial camps um that um 
how's hikers and Tartafer doing in the halfway camp? So all these routes that we talked about, the main ones, the north, the south, the west, and the northeast have um, halfway camps. I don't know if that's what you call them. Halfway sounds like a halfway house. Someone trying to <laughs> you know, do rehab, but they're literally <laughs> actually they're not halfway. They're even higher, but right. They're to they, break up the climb, basically. And yeah. Half. So they have commercial um, camps that they uh, you, you can stay with and that way you don't have to carry much um, and they feed you breakfast, lunch, dinner, mm-hmm. uh, give you a place to sleep and all that for um, um, triple a million to one. That would be. Uh, I, yeah. Not bad. You can also, yeah. also like uh, some of the guiding services around there. Have, they have, uh, I think, donkeys or mules, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they can run like any amount of food and water you want. Up, they can carry your packs. I mean, up to these half halfway. Yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting. And they can do shuttle services and stuff, and it's all you know. At least compared to what you would be charged in the U.S., it's it's all super reasonable hmm. and very very nice people. How long did it cool. take to recover from the hike up and down? How many For me, days? I think uh, <laughs> a week. Yeah, <laughs> it took a while. It was yeah, I believe so it. Exhausting. <laughs> Everything was so packed during our trip. Um, we just, you know, from visiting family and friends and different places and getting married again and. Um, everything going on so we had very little time and we squeezed this hike um, in between our very um, busy schedule carpet shopping I should say Tripol was very interested in that part of Mm. the trip I will say uh, there is like as far as food for a hike I had some great like flat breads that pack very Mm. nicely Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, Mush I don't know if you want to give them the names of those I forget what they're called. I just know what they're called. Barberi and Sangyak. So those are great for hiking. They also have um, lava shock, which is like a thin dried fruit, like like a fruit roll up almost, but in giant like paper sheets, paper sized sheets. It's amazing. It's like just. Wow. What kind of fruit? All kinds of fruit. Okay. So Usually sour fruits, plum, pomegranate, and um when I was a when I was a kid and I hiked Damovan with my dad, um, he sent me um, up. He couldn't hike himself; um, he was struggling with altitude. So he sent me with a guide and a, and a French couple um, to hike the peak. And he gave me just one uh, biscuit. What? No, we call them biscuit. I, I think cookies. it's like a cookie. Cookies, yeah, yeah cookies. Um, and um, and when I was um, hiking and they would take breaks and they say, you know, we should eat our snacks and they realized that's all I have. And uh, so they all would share their snacks with me. They're like, what? That's all you, you have to hike like 14 hours? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> seriously, my, that's all my dad had given wow. me. And I was like, Here, have a, a biscuit, kid. kid. Go hike that peak. <laughs> Yeah. see you tomorrow <laughs> wow and um and um and by the way i had no gear um i had this worn down um running shoes that 
they ten, have it. Tennis own. shoes. You yes. probably hiking in tennis shoes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and you can hike Damavan with tennis shoes, but then there are um, icy. Wait, wait, wait! Then. No, no, nobody hikes Damavan in tennis shoes. I mean, that, you ask Tripo, oh, that's what he loves to hike in. He, he that tennis oh, shoes. Man, come on, dude. Not you don't even shoes. play tennis. Why do you, you don't play tennis, man? Nobody come has on. tennis shoes, man. They don't even make tennis no, shoes. No, the man. Iranian hikers were offended by his shoes. They're like, no, man, no, this really? is not right. <laughs> you you don't wear these to that <laughs> What were you wearing, Triple O? What kind I of was, shoes? I was wearing some uh, ultra... Uh, Lone Peaks, I think. Or what's, no. What's the problem? Some dockers? You wearing some Dockers? Like some no, there's like, no problem. Um, no traction? They just they, aren't used to the trail running. Okay. They so have, they, well, they expect you to wear boots or something? Like mountaineer yeah, boots? Yeah. Everyone except uh, us was wearing boots in the whole wild mountain. And they they thought you all were gonna die because you had on. Well, but that's the case. Go to, go to a national go to a national park and go hiking in the front country, and you'll get the exact same thing here yeah, yeah. in the U.S. So yeah, yeah. But what he did, what Tupo did um, when he was hiking to peak, um, to uh, remember my dad, he he took the same cookies, the exact. It's an Iranian oh, nice. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did take other snacks with him. Yeah, I, <laughs> but, I didn't want the full experience. <laughs> right. Come yeah, on, but, man. But, you got to do it over with just one cookie. <laughs> but he recorded a video for me that uh, this is for you. I'm, I'm eating the sagatala. If you ever have Iranian listeners, they know what that is. And um, he made some friends along the way and they told him, man, what is this? Like, this is a horrible hiking snack. <laughs> <laughs> it's dry. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, on the way to the summit, I ran into these uh, four Iranian guys and they were just, oh no, yeah, four, three. Three Iranian guys, there's four of us once I joined. Um, and, and they just basically like adopted me to make sure that I would get to the top, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, not that I needed the help, but it was nice to have like people to talk to, and um, and then we ended up hiking out with them too, down to the bottom. Cool. And uh, one of them was really suffering from altitude sickness, even mm. as he went down. Yeah. And then like <laughs> he ended up getting lost, and uh, that's why we ended up getting out like. 1 a.m. or 4 a.m. or whatever we ended up getting out. Oh, but it was, so you were but, helping yeah. search for him? Well, it didn't actually come to to that. Um, he had to go back because he had forgotten his cell phone. And then he got like... See, back. there the you top. go. Back. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> In the camp. He, Not he to the top. Just 10, about, feet up, about 10, a mile. Feet up. Yeah. Maybe uh, a half mile back. back. All the way back. I need my I think if he had been relying on his PLB app on his new iphone here give me a biscuit i gotta go back up to the top (laughs) you would have never made it Um, just give me give me your biscuits hey how's the weather how is the weather on dalavond is it like kind of placid is are there winds are there clouds does the weather change or is it unrelenting sun yeah or is it just like unrelenting high altitude sun that just beats down because the weather is very placid and there's no you know maybe there's a wet season a dry season what what, what's going on with the weather you answer that (laughs) (laughs) i think i mean yeah the sun is pretty unrelenting when it's there because you're at that high altitude yeah um 
and but we like, went from Arizona, so no sun was true. unrelenting. <laughs> That's true. No <laughs> sun is unrelenting after you go yep. from Arizona. Uh, but I think you do have to be careful. I mean, it's a it's a very tall mountain. It's you know, like any tall mountain, it can create its own weather systems, and there's not really anywhere to hide up there yeah. if bad weather rolls in. You know, it's a fairly dry. I think in the mm-hmm. summer it's fairly dry, so you're not going to have a lot of a lot of rain. Okay. But, there, but it I've gets seen... cold up, um, especially when the night comes. It gets pretty. It yeah. gets below freezing. Yeah, and all of the pictures. And then and have... tell them. Um, yeah. higher up close to the peak yeah i mean high up no. you're gonna have snow there's yeah. glaciers mm-hmm. yeah. up there um and at the near the peak too you start to get the potential for like sulfur and oh, sulfur oh wow from mm-hmm. the um from the vents, from the vents. Of the volcano although they don't think it's going to explode anytime soon but like That's it, does interesting. Have, it does have sulfur coming and you can smell it when it comes when it, the wind's blowing uh-huh. in the right direction okay so do you do you kind of have to avoid the areas like downwind of the vents is that i i mean i think it's not a big deal it's not it was it didn't feel like a big deal to me okay but um i mean imagine if the wind was really blowing right it right to you it could get kind of annoying or maybe Um, to the point where you want to do something about it all right big question here what advice would you all give to Americans in particular that are interested in hiking Mount Damavan but are scared to go to Iran because of various things they've seen in the news media. Should we both <laughs> answer that? I, I mean, I think you're gonna be fine um, if um, if you're not doing anything political. Mm-hmm. It okay. shouldn't be a reason uh, to be afraid, and um, um, and I think being a hiker is probably one of the easiest ways of acquiring a visa as, a, as mm-hmm. an American. Um, there have been a lot of Americans um, who were hiking Damovan. We were told, but when Trump became president, that number dropped. So mm-hmm. it also varies from the you know, depending on the political climate and the, the era and who's president of which country. So, um, but I think that the process is pretty straightforward. There is a Iranian, so Iran doesn't have an embassy in the US um, as some of you might know, because the countries, uh, the two countries do not have diplomatic relationships. Um, Iranians who need um, visas or any services um, regarding US usually have to go to Turkey or uh, United Arab Emirates or Armenia, the, the ones who live in Iran. In, in the US, um, you have to go to uh, the Pakistani embassy. They have an office there that serves Iranian citizens or anyone who might be interested in traveling to Iran and wants to get a visa. So you got to get in touch with them, um, pay the visa fee. And, um, and I think, again, if you're going for a hike, it should be a pretty straightforward process. Yeah. I think, I mean, there is like, you might have to have a guide as an American, but you might want a guide anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hike um, yeah. Sure. But yeah, I think, like Tarlan said, I think if you're 
not doing anything political i think that they don't care you know like that's fine i think one of the you know you might have some problems just from a logistical standpoint with um language issues just because farsi is like a such a different language than english um but again if you're gonna as an american you probably have to have a guide anyway who will probably speak at least exactly so that can that can be super helpful um but I mean, as far as like personal danger, I never felt it there. I felt like I was safe the whole time. And I and I didn't spend it all with Ireland. I, I also like went off on my own in Tehran at least once or twice. Mm. You went to the Grand Bazaar, which is an extremely crowded space. Um, and um, it's sort of towards the south of the city and we live in the north. So it okay. even a long distance to get uh, from my parents home to there and um when i i I told my dad that tripoa has hiked this trail and that trail and he was like okay and and then i told him baba he he went to bazaar all by himself with subway and he was like what what a man (laughs) he was extremely impressed by wow I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he heard he went to Bazaar all by himself. Yeah, so. that's cool. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's, it's just like, it's like traveling in any any country where you're a foreigner. You just, you have to be a little careful because you don't understand all the customs and all the languages and all the little things that you would pick up if you were local. But uh, I didn't feel like it was any different than traveling anywhere else. I've been. And, and also point triple o i think that you could pass in a lot of different cultures based on the way that you look and you're also a dude you know no, so it might be help. it might be different if you're a blonde haired blue-eyed woman traveling <laughs> thinking you're going to go to you know tehran and travel by yourself yeah i did get you're asked. absolutely right someone actually <laughs> did say that i don't remember who i think one of our relatives and they were like you know he's tall and he's like well built and he mm. he's like safer in yep. you know in, in mm. these kind of spaces um i did get asked for directions yeah by two you have a in, yeah in, in, wow <laughs> <Tehran>. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> i was like i don't, i i just said i don't know i don't speak farsi <laughs> Yeah. Could, no, you say, could you say i don't speak farsi and farsi i can uh, it's one of the few things he can say oh good uh, yeah that's an important thing right to say that's yeah, an important come thing on man we, triple o we need you to say it <laughs> yeah. right now come on uh farsi balanista there you go balanista balanista no i'm just kidding <laughs> you should add a excuse me to it too farsi balanista well we gotta wrap it up guys it is uh we could talk about this all night but i think we gotta move on to our other segments i know dilo's got two ask a hiker yeah we have a lot of material to cover tonight that's right but but thank you both so much this is uh this is really cool we've never covered a trail in iran or or anywhere really around iran so this is kind of a first maybe uh, maybe next month we could cover mount ararat you guys know what Mount Mount in Armenia? Mount, that's a, that's yeah, a famous do you know, mountain. Yes. Do you know why Mount Ararat is famous? It's biblical, isn't it? Biblical yes, thing. that's where Noah's Ark was found. Yeah, there, there's yeah. Uh, some some uh, real shady apartments, apartments in Gunnison called the Mount Ararat <laughs> Apartments. <laughs> so, if there are any trail show listeners listening tonight who have yeah. been to Mount Ararat, yeah. why don't you Get reach out to us and let us know? 
And maybe we'll feature you on next month's trail show where we'd like to talk about Mount Ararat that we don't know anybody who's ever been to. That's right. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see All right. What... I'm, I'm just curious before I go, have you yep. guys hiked anything like higher than 18 feet? Nope. I've nope. been up, to, I've been up to 15,000 of oh, 15,000 foot pass in South America. That's so I it. think that would be a no is what he was going to say. It's a no. I had a guide. I had a guide up to 15,000 feet. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that qualifies as above 18,000 then. No, not 18,000, but I had a guide. Future Mount trail Whitney. show expedition to Damaline. Yeah. Mount Whitney's my highest, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. 14,500 basically. Very cool. boring compared uh, to Mount Damavan. <laughs> well, anyway, thank awesome. you both. Thanks for having me. Yeah. absolutely Moosh. i'm gonna Thanks say for... my uh goodbyes here I don't, yeah i don't okay. blame okay. you <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right all right folks all we're right. gonna take a break when we come back we've got an audio clip from a frenchman and some trip reports so don't go anywhere is snorkel and please don't listen to the trail show we're back <laughs> before we get in our next segments i just cracked a beer care of stephen chaps parker it is the fallen queen belgian style whip beer from arkansas uh specifically it is from the new province brewing company out of rogers arkansas this is one of my favorite wit beers not just from arkansas but from all of god's country the fallen queen and it's 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 a little appropriate given um as Dilo just mentioned given the passing of british royalty which is lost on me here in rural colorado but sure triplo do you have a new one i do i have something called dream patch a fruited sour with cherry blueberry and raspberry 6.5 percent hey now it's from brewery omegang which i think might be in belgium that's no that's new york that's Mm. cooperstown new york omegang is cooperstown new york wow dilo with the man you called it dude dilo are you familiar with that brewery oh Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, Cooperstown, Cooperstown home of the baseball. Cooperstown is about an hour southwest of Albany. Yeah. Dilo, what are you drinking? I see you've moved from, I see a blue can. What do you got? Florida. I have the Florida man. man oh, you're still working Florida. on your Florida man. I am By the still way, working on the Florida man. Did any listeners mail you some Florida man down under beer? No, I haven't had any Florida. No, I haven't right. either, but the offer is still out want, there. If you want to send us Florida man down yeah. under you could send it to me. You could reach out to me at dlo at the trailshow.com and I would gladly send you my address and you could send me as much beer as you want. You can yeah. also reach out to him, tell him you're gonna send him beer and then send him historical trash. Yeah, even better. Or better yet, it, yeah, just a box <laughs> full of styrofoam peanuts. You could do that too. And that would be really funny because we could open it on the trail show and I could just like freak out toss a bunch of peanuts in this room yeah it'd be really fun 
All right. Do we get an audio clip from a Frenchman, P.O.D.? Seems to be a running we theme here on the trail did. show. We, 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 we. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Here, if you guys want, while we're waiting, I can sing a little something for our listeners. Please. Sure. Okay. God save our gracious. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Give him the hook. Give him the hook. Good grief. Thank you for muting him, P.O.D. Hey, Trail Show. It's it, also known as Oreon, the last show. Um, I'm just calling with my very, very thick accent, uh, like P.O.D. said. Um, obviously, it was like very thick because when I said my train name the first time, it was not blipped. Um, <laughs> sorry, Disco, for the work you have to do uh, for that. Um, so I wanted to clarify something like, yeah, of course, as a European, I, I have to hate American food. But to be honest, I I love the Golden M. McDonald's is just it's just perfect. When I'm hiking and I get into town, I just get like a big plate of whatever and, and I love it. I also like Oreo, but you know, like this train name is so common, it's like I don't know, Skittles, it's like gummy bear. Uh, it's it's way too common, so okay for the show you can call me Oreo. Um, P.O.D. My family name is not that complicated. It's O-R-I-E-U-X. It's not like 15, uh, 15 letters, whatever. Um, even if you didn't ask, uh, I'm gonna let you know how my CDT adventure has been so far. Let's say it has been quite hard. Uh, I now understand what embracing the brutality is, but I'm, I'm loving it, even if my body is uh, a bit effed up. I'm really loving it and uh, I'm getting really close to the end now. Um, of course, I have to do an invalid hike. Um, it's like like my PCT hike in 16 was invalid because I did uh, Eagle Creek cutoff. Wow. Yes, Disco, I know. You can uh, <laughs> you can blame me on this one. Uh, so I'm doing the Big Sky cutoff right now. So yeah, my CDT hike is invalid too. Invalid. And next year I'm going to be on the AT and I'm going to try to aqua blaze uh, as much as possible too. Invalid. So yeah, invalid the triple crown maybe next year. Um, I'll let you know. If you want some uh, some more uh, updates from the trail and from whatever I'm doing around the world in the next few years uh, with my very thick French accent, as P.O.D. love to say, well, let me know. Uh, anyway. Oh, my God. He did the big sky cutoff. Yeah, it looks beautiful. So invalid. <laughs> is it, is it more beautiful? Invalid. Is it more beautiful than their original? I mean, got to be more beautiful than that section in Montana. It's not that inspiring. No, I, I kind of enjoyed, like, the CDT, like, going along mm. north of Salmon and, and coming along those mountains there. and north of Ledor and hitchhiking into Ledor was kind of I think and stuff. I mean it's not worth discussing but I, I think the idea that like why is it not chooses, worth discussing this is the trail show we talk someone about chooses trails. to do the big side cutoff and other trails. people are like this is a trail it's not valid uh, I don't it's know like, if it's not valid or not but it's I, valid. I, I, is it is it more scenic though doesn't matter I don't know I just like the idea of people doing different stuff I guess yeah. what is I like people doing bits it cuts off that like I think it's kind of like the, the super I thought it was the cutoff. super butte cutoff. 
I don't know. No, it's not. It's, it's also different. here's a good map of it. I'll I'll post it in the in the chat room. Here, here's okay. a link. I also question the authenticity of his love of McDonald's. He said a couple of things that make me suspect. A, he said big plate. You don't get anything on a plate in McDonald's. No, he wasn't saying at McDonald's. He was saying I just get whatever and, I want. No, he said McDonald's. And B. He didn't even name a single McDonald's menu item. He said a big plate of whatever. Come on, man. Mm. Everyone knows that the number one menu item at McDonald's in France is Le Big Mac. Come on. Everyone watch Pulp Fiction. It's not. We it's know not about Le, Le Big Mac. I think it's Le Big Mac. Singular. Nah, I don't yeah, know, man. A lot of sketchiness over there. Is he I, I question the. Is entire... he even French? <laughs> yeah, is he even French? I mean, this could be a fake accent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He could be from Alabama, for all, all right. we know. Well, it could be in poison ivy leaves. Yeah. In a campground. Know, yep. Just mouths full of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he could be using. Instead of like kale salads like they do in Boulder, he does poison oak salad. <laughs> yeah. Poison oak. I had a poison for oak, oak salad for lunch today. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I mean, some might call it poison ivy, but I called it poison oak. Instead of mixed greens, it's like yeah. poison oak, poison ivy, and poison sumac. <laughs> yeah, you get all three in one bowl. Plus some like poisonous berries from the forest. <laughs> some olive oil, <laughs> vinegar, a touch of salt. And maybe yep. a few oh, like death so caps, good. you know, yep. some death caps <laughs> on your salad there. All right, trip yep. reports. Have we been anywhere in the last 10 days? Nope. I haven't. I haven't. I went to South Carolina. <laughs> that doesn't count. I, I walked level? around a river. That's about it. I did a I did a 24 hour hike. Ooh, Ooh, talk to us. Ooh. You're the only one, yeah. man. I hiked uh, I hiked Mount Snicktow, which I, it turns out I've hiked Mount Snicktow three times now. Mount okay. Snicktow is a beautiful. That's someone like you. I know it is. <laughs> I, I it's a it's a beautiful mountain. Thirteen thousand. 400 feet high maybe maybe it's 13,100 feet high i don't really know let's just say it's not 18,000 feet high i'm surprised you didn't bring it up when she asked about 18,000 <laughs> <laughs> but what was fun about and i went up snicktow the same way that i've been up snicktow twice now but was really fun about this hike was that i went down a different way hmm. so um in looking at the maps some maps that i looked at showed a trail down Kearney Gulch. Other maps did not. Who to believe? Is there a trail? Is there not a trail? What's going on? Looking at satellite photos, I could not see any sort of distinct trail in the woods. So it was a bit of a gamble. Hmm. But when we went down, I I hiked with a friend and when, when he and I went down and we descended, not only did we find cow poop, but eventually we found a series of animal trails that led into the hiking trail. And we followed the hiking trail, which was very much unmaintained, but very followable, had blowdowns here and there, but it was easy enough to follow. And the tread was still present. We followed that to a stream crossing where there was a gigantic pile of historical trash in the form of an old mining shack of some sort. Maybe it was a mill, basically a giant pile of wood that was a structure that was lying in the middle of the stream where they were probably harnessing power or, or looking for gold or whatever. On the other side of that, the trail became a double track, well-maintained, 
like straight up mountain bikeable. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. This is like, there was like cross the stream, bam, no more maintenance. Other side of the stream, double track with like, you know, people mountain biking on it and stuff. Like, and the trail was actually open to mountain bikers, hikers, cross country skiers. Yeah. Okay. It was lovely. And that coming down Kearney Gulch, we went up Grizzly Gulch, came down Kearney Gulch, which is Grizzly Gulch. Actually, we were actually on the official CDT route up a dirt road towards uh, Torrey's Peak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then we left and went up Grizzly Gulch. <clears throat> but coming down Kearney Gulch was really extremely excellent, other than the ancient trail that still existed in the woods. We shaved off like three miles of, of paved bike path walking. Hmm. which is pretty cool because we came out that much closer to the vehicle. It was a lovely time. I, I actually have a question about Triple O's trip report. Now, yeah. Triple O, you mentioned that you went hiking on a river in South Carolina. And I'm just curious, did you go hiking on the PD River or perhaps the Congari River or maybe the Watery River or perhaps it was the Edisto or Saluda Rivers? Maybe it was the Santee River. It was the Congaree River. Oh, you went to the Congaree oh, River. Yes. That's okay. pretty good out of order. You you kind of hey. getting that. You're kind of getting that. Yeah. Gotta fit in around here. Yeah. And then we also went to the Saluda River. Oh, you did go to the Saluda River. Pretty soon the locals are going to be asking out of order for directions. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me how to get to what is the Congari River? Oh, Denver, we were down there. Isn't the Congari River part of a national monument? How, how, how do I get to Tehran from here? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, what'd you do? You, you did a day hike or what? What'd you do, Triple L? Well, it's, you know, Columbia is actually kind of nice because it does have. The Saluda and the Broad Junction here, which forms the Congaree. Yeah. Um, and they have some pretty nice trails along a lot of these rivers. So we were just exploring, kind of looking for running paths. Um, I think there's some there's a potential for some sort of brewery river trail Ooh. hike like connection. I just have to I, I'm slowly piecing it together. Um, I gotta, you know get on but. all right man if you plan that honestly like i grew up in south carolina but columbia is a part of south carolina i never went to i i'd go down to the beaches charleston and even up to myrtle beach and then around the upstate and clemson but i never spent any time in columbia so i think there's well, no just, better way to see a town than to do a brew you hike, come, man. You come for the the usc clemson game Ooh. brew hike go to the game yeah. that's a good weekend i think so man and then we can do a float down the congaree river yeah i think there's gators down on the lower end of that river so. there might be gators on the congaree the yeah. saluda i think is too cold for them supposedly. yeah very good all right at this point i'm gonna insert an audio clip from skittles hey trail show this is skittles um leaving Big Falls, Minnesota, and heading into the final, like somewhere between 150 and 200 miles. You think I'd have it dialed in now that I'm this close, but I actually haven't measured out all the um, highway miles or road walking miles. So, <laughs> but getting close, I'm uh, expecting 
my next town stop in Baudette on Sunday, and then War Road, Minnesota on the 29th, and then I'm expecting to to finish on October 3rd. Um, I had to kind of plan it out because my parents are coming up to War Road to help slack back me through Canada a little bit and um, just to be there at the finish and give me a ride back home when I'm done. So it kind of feels weird that it will be ending somewhat soon. I've been out here for what nine what I think actually this is 10 months maybe even today might be 10 months on the trail really close 10 months so and if I hike into October I'll have hiked part of 12 straight months it won't be like a full year on the trail but it'll be late November through early October so that's kind of cool um had some really cool trail uh, parts of Minnesota went through the Superior Hiking Trail, and then the Border Route and the Keck, and Superior Hiking Trail was pretty awesome. You know, pretty well maintained, popular trail. Lots of waterfalls and different cliff views and stuff. And then the Border Route is one of my favorite sections so far that I've done on this trail. It was really cool and going through the Boundary Water Wilderness and just some grand views of the lakes and the ridges and the cliffs and stuff through there um the keck also went through the boundary waters but was a little bit more overgrown it's a trail that has burned and hadn't been maintained for a while and they're just getting it back in shape so and since then and through the rest of this i'll be mostly on roads although this next stretch i have coming up here is kind of like really remote sand gravel roads that go through the pine island um, state forest which is also known as a big bog uh, should be pretty remote I don't think I'll really probably see anybody or very few I guess it's hunting season again here small game hunting so I'll maybe see some hunters back in the middle of nowhere maybe they'll have a camp set up where they can have burgers and hang out um, do have some cold weather coming in it's supposed to be rainy and high winds and temperatures in the 50s for the next two days after today and even right now it's chilly it's like 40 something so feels like winter is coming and that I should be done with this trail or if it's a snowbird trail I should be turned around and heading back to Florida about this time of year the geese are flying south so it's definitely time to wrap it up um I'll call you next month when it's all over um skittles What's he going to do when he reaches Angle Inlet and it's like... It's over. And he's it's moving done. to Alaska. Yeah, yeah. he is moving yeah. back to Alaska. But I mean, that just imagine like you've been walking since November. <laughs> you've been walking since November. And it's like coming up on like end of September and you're like, all right, I'm done. That's it. I'm not walking anymore. What uh-huh. do you, like, how do you do that? I feel like it's not. I feel like it's not hard for Skittles. I feel like he's just like I'm walking and I'm not walking. I'm walking and I'm not walking. Don't you think so, Disco? Yeah, I I do. But I also think there's going to be just dozens of national media outlets there at the finish for him. They're going to be lined (laughs) up at the end of the trail, just waiting to do interviews. Like, oh my God, this guy walked from Key West, ABC, CBS, NBC everybody's going to be there. There's going to be satellite trucks. 
I mean, it is going to be flashes, paparazzi. I, don't know. I, I just know, like, me personally, if I had been walking for, like, the past 10 months and all of a sudden I stop, I'm just going to be like, like, look at around. Like, what do I, where, what yeah. am I, huh? What, there is like? I don't think Skills is like or, that. Yeah, what am I so supposed to He's just like, go okay, like I'm going to go on. I'm going to go. And, and, you know, yeah, and the truth is, he's actually, I mean, yeah, this route, he started in November, but he he hiked before that route, right before he started the snowbird, he hiked the Muggy on Rim Trail. And right before the Muggy on Rim Trail, he hiked the, the PNT. This dude mm. has basically been hiking since last, the beginning of last summer. So summer of 2021. So yeah, I don't I, if I you don't believe be, us. Look at his maybe calves. he won't maybe yeah, he won't it. stop hiking. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll just start hiking. Maybe he'll maybe be he'll like, turn around and walk maybe he'll back. walk to yeah. Alaska. It's like, you know, maybe I'll just yo-yo this snowbird route. Yeah, why, why not? not? They don't really need me at that newspaper in Alaska, do they? Probably not. Maybe I'll just yo-yo it. We don't have any mailbag this month. We do have a nope. hotline call, I've been told. Yes. To we have a single hotline call as compared to the 15 calls we had on last month's show i should have saved some for uh <laughs> like you know <laughs> no that was kind of fun just like we we're just like burning through them just boom bang um, well fortunately this is a call actually in response to the president's complaint about Ooh, the trail his, show bomb his recent hike this message is for trip delight i drank all your water on the trt Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, wow. So that message was for the president. Yeah. So trip to light. Sorry, not sorry. Mm. Well, that's the hotline for the month. If you too want to be an audio superstar, you can call the 69 hotline. We'll put the number at the end of this show. And uh, we're still waiting on great, hitchhiking stories from trail show nation so please call us with uh yeah that's highlights. a good idea we should have a theme great yeah. hitchhiking stories great hitchhiking stories and they can be great as in bad or great as in good so yeah. feel free get out to, your pen yeah. the number is 720-893-2269 there you go BOD, did we have any donors this month? We did. <laughs> Just like every month, we've got some great, you know, we don't give our donors enough credit. I think I should do the slowest read possible this month. Yeah, I don't oh, know about great that. Great idea. That'll give us a lot of time to say a lot of things when you're doing mm -hmm. the read. Right, yeah, right. Because these people it. are donating every month. Yeah. It's you incredible. Know these people probably have forgotten that they're donating every month and they're just like <laughs> oops i should yeah, maybe, maybe don't read it every yeah, month they like turn it off they're like oh i should stop donating to the trail show like why am i still donating to those idiots i haven't listened to the trail show in years and they're still getting right? my money You're like oh my god like, all right yeah all right we got bernard wolf hey Ooh. russ not fuss kinder no craig peace go gully what a guy. guy bobby walters the Trevor smoke it if you got it. The bowl man, Don Dank Weedman, we man. Jeffrey Cottonmouth Caldwell. Has the Dank met the bowl man? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, what about Cottonmouth? Cottonmouth hanging exactly. out exactly. The, the three of them need to hang out. By the way, I, totally. I just missed the bowl man. Oh, yeah, 
Bowl God, Man was, he was just... in my hometown in South Carolina when what? I was in my hometown of South yep. Carolina. And unfortunately, I was ill-disposed and I could not go to Peach City Brewery, Gaffney's first ever brewery, to meet him. But I did go to Peach City Brewery the next night. So, or two nights later. But the bowl man wasn't there. The next bowl man was gone, was gone at that point. It's a bummer. Sorry, Trevor. Catch you next time. Diane Pinkers. Dine. Dine. David Sarcasm, the elf, Viddy. Hey. Justin Ooh. Quality Knowles. Quality. Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. The Bouncer Dixon. Get on the trail. The Weekend. Stephen hey, the Hustler, Russell. Emma the Brute, Bruce. <laughs> Renee, Shira, Patrick, going Sobo on the AT. Shira. Wesley, the Haggis Addict, Greenwood. I gotta have my Haggis. Kevin, Chickpea Cross, and Sasha Honeydew Codette. Dead. Make a Greek salad, man. Tebow, not Tim Williams. Tommy, the Meat Popsicle, Stevens. Joseph Pecker, Aro. Brandon, Lost Balls, Love Lady. Hard cheese. She was Switchblady and Brian the Big Mac Namara. But that. Patty Sisu Matascala. Oh. Felipe Gilbert. David, the old crusty flaky hail. Stephen Robin wow. Hood. Hood. <laughs> Tony Sheboygan Brewing Pits. Sheboygan. Rachel, die, Bama, die, merchant. Die, Bama, Georgia die, 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 Bama. Yeah, die, Georgia, also. Dant Ho Mpson. What a wow. weird name. Yeah, Richie Rich. Lemuel Glasgow. Lemuel. Oh, pause, pause really Lemuel. quick. The beard. Yes. Pa- who, who is Dant? So Dant Ho. Actually, Dan I don't know what the guy. What kind of Danny name Trill is that? Is that, that, is that, is that a contraction of oh my God. <laughs> We will never know. Dan not Dant. Is that like Don Knotts? Maybe. Not be Italian. I think Griffin it might show? be Italian. Is this an Italian person? Like an Italian Maybe. hiker? Oh, yeah, Dent Holmson. Strange. Elo, don't edit my work. I see you in there. <laughs> I'm not going to edit it. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, just pasting, I'm just copying it to highlight it. It's like, wow. Uh, okay, okay. It was Dan, Dan Holmson. No, it Dan it's Dant. 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 Could be Dant. 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 I, I like see Dante. you say Dant. Yeah, I'm thinking Dante. Okay, that's Dant. I, that's why I went to Vietnam. It's a very strange name. Uh, let's see here. Mark the nuclear farmer. Palmer. Sarah Dips. Compass Haynes. Eric Same. the Robertson. Daniel Fundip Sharp. Gil Bill Cottrell. Woody Yukon Caboose Bass. Matt Frantum. Tim the Hooch Hoochins, Paul True Love, Curtis Ware, hey. uh, Tyler the Kerminator, Kerminade, uh, Ray Fitch, Marvin, Maverick, Kassler, El Aguador, Bear Down, Bear Down, The Wildcats. Uh, let's see here. Uh huh. <laughs> Viven los gatos, vato. Viven los gatos, vato. Uh, okay. Where are we here? Uh, this uh, Andrew Paget, Pat Pippin, got all the P's together. Kurt Leogri Newton, Leogri. Flash. 
Bob Hobo Evans, Jack Billings, Jillings, Victor Flamingo Newton, hey now. Kristen Easy Mac Hartung. That's Hard it. Time. Hey, what happened to Bob Death March, Bob Tromley, the Gob Molecule DMT? Smoke it if you got it. His Probably. credit card expired. Yep. That's <laughs> Man, right. He forgot to renew. That he was one of my favorite monthly donations. Come on, Death March Bob. We know you're Death out March, there. Man. Bob I see Trombley. you on Instagram. We'd love to hear you come back uh, to the trail show. Tell us yeah, about your yeah. latest psychedelic near-death experience. Yeah, man. Please. And we don't, we don't when you, you know, yeah. if all you're able to give to this podcast is a dollar a month, we'll take it. <laughs> And we want to hear we want to hear about your heroic doses dmt like five tell us about the heroism heroism all right that's it let's move on were there any one-offs no i don't think so very good ciao salve and buongiorno this is a vampire reporting from the grande travesala de alpi in italy i know almost halfway through and i must say this trail is really kicking ass it has an elevation gain of 370 elbows per raccoon hop uh, oh got the units confused again no it's feet per mile 370 feet per mile of elevation gain to compare it the pct has 130 feet of elevation gain per mile so next year I'm pretty sure that I will hike the Netherlands or something flat. The trail is in Italy and goes from Switzerland to the Mediterranean. 1,000 kilometers goes along the Alpine main ridge. So every day you go over a path and into another valley. No climbing, only hiking. And beauty, especially for you, this trail has tons of historic trash, mines, museums, monasteries, you name it. If you want to have a really nice description uh, of this trail, go to doingmiles.com. Nice blog from Amy and James. Very accurate description of the trail. And if you want to go to Europe, hike the Alps, and don't stay in huts, this is the trail to go to. No one cares here about camping. Resupply is really good. I think Tony Bagger Donuts was in charge of advertising this trail to hikers. So in four weeks, I only met four long distance hikers. So this trail really needs a trail to bomb. Fun fact. Every coffee and hut has a bidet, so every time you take an espresso, you can flood Le Cravasse, and that's very refreshing. No word of a lie. Vampire. Out. Okay, very good. Uh, I think we can get into Ask a Hiker now, but first we need to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into Ask a Hiker, so don't go anywhere.
This is Trevor Smoke It If You Got It Bowman, and I never listen to the trail show. All right, we're back. We've got Ask a Hiker with D'Lo. D'Lo, someone's in your, it looks like there's a ghost in your room. Can you yes. speak to it? No, it's just a child. It should be going to bed. The child that is Leo? Yep. Very Leo's good. 10 years old. By the way, trail show late listeners, Leo was conceived shortly after i shouldn't say conceived leo was born born yeah became a part of this world shortly after our first episode was released in 2012 <laughs> in the month <laughs> of may that's hard to believe it is hard to believe that we've been doing this silliness for that long for 10 years man it's still going on here we are yeah. 10 years later 10 Amazing. years later still yep. remember back in the day when dila had little kids and we recorded at his house and it was like an absolute nightmare for him <laughs> it's like yeah dilo used to fall asleep while he was on the microphone like we have we have pictures of dilo asleep <laughs> while we're recording the show because the man was so sleep deprived what'd you say yeah you were so sleep deprived, man. You, you no, I'm not talking. No, I was talking to Leo. Oh, sorry, yeah, very good. All right, ask a hiker with Dino. All right, here we go, Leo. I have to. I have to Music work. Music is Leo. cute. Leo, this is how we pay the bills in this house, man. You think these? This I'm doing this work for free. You yeah. think this is like a fun? This isn't fun. <laughs> this is work. This is a this job. This is hard Leo. work, man. I'm curating these ask hiker the questions. We get like 600 questions a month. I gotta curate them all and narrow it down to two. This is not easy, son. This is how your college is gonna get fun. Uh, are you guys? Is he going to community college? No, are you guys recording this? Like, shoot, I wasn't. <laughs> the college of hard sorry. Like, I wasn't supposed to say that for out loud for our sorry, listeners. Man. All right. Anyways, here we go. Ask a hiker with D'Lo. That's me. Question number one comes to you tonight from the belted kingfisher who writes, Dear Trail Show, the more miles under my feet, the more I dislike the term hiker trash. Thoughts? Eagerly awaiting your answer, but dude, we've already done this. We've already question. talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> Epic fail, man! All that curating. Uh, <laughs> we've already heard from the Melty uh, Kingfisher. We've already addressed his issue, man. Come on, D'Lo, please. Oh my God! I wasn't I'm not sure editing that out. Post. That is staying in. <laughs> Wow, man! I wasn't sure. I still had there a might be a pay cut in your future, buddy. <laughs> Kingfisher probably just asked the king he doesn't listen to the trail show. Kind <laughs> of like me. Like, did I read this question like six months ago? I don't know. It's been sitting in my email forever. All right, here we are. <laughs> question number one, take two. Hey, trail show. After almost a year of hiking together, I, for the first time, woke my trail bestie in the middle of the night. He has always said, wake me up for any reason, but I never wanted it to be because I was cold, scared, etc. We were in the Uinces last week, cowboy camping on a high mound, we found, and I am really a light sleeper and heard heavy footsteps and a bark cry. My eyes shot open. I scrambled to find my glasses. The footsteps tromped off elk not axe murderers and the utah sky and all its wonder came slowly into focus milky way shooting stars i debated for about 15 minutes should i wake him up i tried talking to him 
No response. I stuck my arm out of the warm cocoon and jagged him in the leg. What's up, he said. I said, look at the sky. We laid there for a while, just watching the stars together. So, Dilo and gang, when is it okay to wake your trail partners? And what is the best method, best method to do so? Also, what have you waken, awoken them for? Carla Salawicks. P.S. I boo called my trail bestie Slackjaw a Buffalo Jack wagon on the 10th anniversary episode, but he didn't let me die in Utah, so I guess I'll continue to hike first to clear all the spiderwebs and try out all the tripping hazards for him. Get on the trail. I think Buffalo Jack wagon is a great trail name. That's yep. a pretty good yeah. name. Yeah. What can you wake your... I, li- I usually, uh, Moose and I have a single, a double person sleeping pad. So we pretty much wake each other up for Oh my God. Any, because you hate each other. possible movement. Yeah. <laughs> without uh, choice. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, remember the noodle heads had that, had that thing. If any of them, if either one of them were too cold and they called out double up, then the whole they had to like snuggle in and like double up into sleeping bags or something. So that that, that was there. Yeah, but that only works for tiny people. That's yeah, that's, a that's not a. And I don't know. I, I I'll just say that like I don't want to sleep that close to anyone, including Disco, unless it's, it's real dire straits. Because it's like, ugh. You know, when you're out there hiking, you're so gross. I don't know. Do you remember we zipped up sleeping bags on the CDT quite often in New Mexico because it was yeah, so cold? Yes, we did. But that's different than they're they're putting both of their sleeping bags together and basically sleeping under the space of one sleeping bag. So Isn't you're like zipping sleeping bags together. No, does? no, if you zip no. two sleeping bags together, it's the space of two sleeping bags. Okay. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I mean, I, I'll just speak to my experience. I don't think that we've really, I've never really woken anybody up for anything except for like, um, an emergency or something. Like if yeah. one time I was sick or like, I, I feel like there've been a couple of times where either disco or someone I was hiking with, there was like an animal in camp and they're like, Hey, 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 like, yeah, you know, and yeah. that's good because I think if it's like, Usually it's just some sort of an ungulate, but it, yeah. if it's if it's some sort of an ursus, there might be a situation where you have to uh, actually leave. So I think it's good yeah. to wake the person up because that could be a danger situation. Danger. I what else? Throwing what? a pine cone or a stick or a rock at their sleeping bag is a good way of waking them up. Yep. <laughs> I think a, a two-finger jab to the nose is usually pretty good. I usually take their their hand and put it in a water bottle. Yeah, spray the water bottle on them. Warm I water, usually, though, right? I usually just cut my Warm hiking water. shoe over their mouth and nose. Oh, man. <laughs> I take a rock, and I take a rock, and I smash it on the head. Oh, my God. Yeah, do you Actually, I do not wake anybody up ever. Like, I don't, like, wake anybody up ever. I'm like, oh, my God, we're being no. attacked by wolves. Yeah, it's got to like, be pretty Hey, guys, dire. just sleep through it. Like, whatever, man. I'll go out and fight the wolves. Like, <laughs> fine, like... They'll eat me alive, but you all will reap the benefits of my departure. It's fine. You know, yeah. that that when I was on the Sierra High Route with all those folks and we had the infamous night of all goods night oh. terror. And he, <laughs> he was 
camped away from us and he was screaming and he's loud, you know, he was so loud. And Snorkel was sound asleep, <laughs> snoring. She didn't like, wake up? No, Tomato was awake and he and I were talking to each other through through our tents. Um, he's like, dude, what, oh my God, what's going on? And he was like screaming. He was like, what's going on? What's the matter? And I was like, oh my God, you know? And uh, and then like, uh, so far was there. And, and he was, I he he was in his tent he turned his headlamp on and i could just see him in there windmilling his arm <laughs> you know so he's screaming all gets just like it sounds like he's being eaten by a bear wow. tomatoes screaming at him what's going on and snorkel's and asleep snorkel's sound asleep and i was just like uh <laughs> what's happening and then oh, finally man. tomatoes like oh good and then all good woke up right and then there was silence. And then I was like, tomato, can you see anything? He's like, no, all good, all good. You know, so we're all shouting back and forth. And you know, like Bobcat had like sprung out of his tent, flung his tent stakes everywhere. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he was gonna do, like Superman. Yeah. And finally, <laughs> finally Snorkel like snorted awake. She's like, What? 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 What happened? I was like, oh nothing. She's like, all right, back to sleep in like 10 seconds. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of us are like laying there with our hearts racing, you know, like. <laughs> Olga's totally asleep. Oh, like Olga a, went a bear back could to basically sleep. eat Snorkel's foot and she wouldn't wake oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Olga went back to sleep. He and, and Snorkel were like tied for who went back to sleep first, you know, <laughs> both snoring, both farting, you know. It was just, I bet Tomato you know. was so pissed off. Oh, he was so mad. And the best yeah. part is that Olgan had no idea what happened because it was a night terror, right? So he briefly woke up in like a, a delirium and it was like, what? what was and went back to sleep. And then in the morning, he's literally, this actually happened. He's walking around camp whistling in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and like singing to himself. And Tomato's like, uh, you want to talk about what happened last night? <laughs> but anyway to the point like that was a situation where we kind of did want to be awake in case something was happening and in i think it's okay being in that situation to wake yeah. up your partner if there's someone who can wake up oh, mine was yeah. not <laughs> wow yeah yeah i so, think a gentle like nudge to their feet is usually pretty good yeah you don't want to startle someone yeah. and like I've gotten up in the middle of the night to pee and the stars are incredible, but I don't, I figure my hiking partner, if I have to get up and pee, they're going to have to get up and pee at some point too. And they'll see the stars when they get up. Yeah. I'm know? not waking anybody up. Like I just woke up. There was an animal here and the animal's gone. I need you to wake up right now. No, no, no it's gotta no, be no, an imminent. I, if you woke number. me up for doing that, yeah. I would be like, I'm mad. <laughs> we got to worry about now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. all right dilo any okay. other ask i could question uh, uh ask uh, or maybe you just want to read some from an old show sheet yeah do you have any old ask I maybe I'll go, maybe next <laughs> maybe next month i'll just reread some from like <laughs> from like years eight ago. years ago see if anybody yeah. picks up on it they probably won't but it'd be really fun <laughs> yeah the belted kingfisher like, though man that yeah. was pretty recent did we you know? talk about that i i mean i, I don't remember talking about that we what did. did we say what do we have to say Oh yeah, thanks. What do we wow. have to say about the Belted Kingfisher? Because I had a I had a very canned response that I <clears throat> probably can't mention in present company. 
Um, um, I think we just spoke to the fact that the term hiker trash means different things to different people. For some, it's a uh, negative, gonna, has a negative yeah. connotation. For others, they embrace it and they like. I was going to erupt into a bunch of profanity talking about how the world has become way too politically corrupt and 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 it's all killing us and we're all dying slowly from the inside. But I, I don't need to do that tonight. Yeah, I don't know, man. That sounds really uplifting. It's like a downer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it actually would be kind of funny because you'd have to just bleep it all out and i would just be like sounds like a lot uh, of work right. man. it's just the way you said it just now it was very <laughs> yeah unenthused. oh yeah i was totally unenthused all right um uh, that was <laughs> ask a hiker with mike Lorenzo. excellent well then this is the part of the show where the show ends we want to thank all of you for tuning in today big thanks goes to triple o and moosh aka triple moosh for talking to us about their hike in Iran, up Mount Damavan. Very cool. Many thanks to our single hotline caller tonight. You too can be an audio superstar <laughs> by calling 720-893-2269. And big thanks possibly to Skittles, possibly to Vampire, and who knows, maybe Fancy Mac, maybe Shira. We don't know yet. We don't and know. And the Frenchman. And the Frenchman. Uh, Froyo. Yeah. Froyo. Thanks to all. Last but definitely not least, thanks to all our monthly donors. You are the fuel. And and even Death March Bob Tromley, who didn't donate. But, <laughs> even but he, he's Death March Trom- Death March Tromley Bob's credit card expired and you you know forgot yeah. to continue his Sometimes, monthly donation, man. man. Remember, you can, cool, man. You know, can win it. with a sticker and stick with a winner. Get not one, but two Trail Show stickers with a $15 or more donation by heading over to trailshow.com and clicking the PayPal button. Sometimes we are on social media, Twitter Trail Show, Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show. We're on all of the podcast grabbers like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I think they call them podcatchers. Podcatchers. Very good. Another mm-hmm. trail show is coming gone, but don't fret. We'll be back in October for our annual Ghoul Day mm-hmm. Goblin Gonza. Oh. Don't be scared, which is guaranteed to be full of beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, I'd like to leave you with some words from the late Allen Ginsberg. To gain your own voice, forget about having it heard. Become a saint of your own province and your own consciousness. For P.O.D., D.L.O., Triple-O, and Moosh, I'm Disco. Ciao. Dama van, Dama van, Dama van. Since we're saying goodbye, in in Farsi, it's, uh, uh, what is it? Hoda Hafez. Hoda Hafez? Hoda Hafez. Hoda Hafez. Hoda Hafez. Hoda Hafez. How do you say say hello? Salam. 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 And how do you say... The thing that you said earlier, um, I don't know how to speak Farsi. Farsi Farsan That's a practice. I don't think that was it. Can you say that again? Will you say it again? And then you could say like, or sir, which depending on if ma'am is like Hanum, I think. Hanum. Sir is our. Oh. Which I, it has a sound I can't really pronounce very well. And then 
فارسی بلد نیستم فارسی بلد نیستم نو پرابلم اور اف یو نو فارسی یو کین سی فارسی بلدم وچ مینز آی نو And you're not even on a trail. You're because you were bushwhacking. No, nobody hikes Damavon in tennis shoes. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends and I can't wait to get on the road again going places that I've never been seeing things I may never see again and I can't wait to get on the road again and he said son I've made a life out of reading people's faces knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes so if you don't mind my saying i can see your out of aces and for a taste of your whiskey i'll give you some advice dad, dad i need to stop i need to go to the bathroom and he said we get some, got to know some coke dad hey leo farted on me no wind to fold him No Dad, I gotta pee. The Pull the car over. No wind to run. You I need some more Doritos. Money. When you're sitting at the table, Dad, I just sharted. I gotta pull the car over. There are no more kale chips or cold, cold urine to drink. When the dealing's done.